Hi, I'm Julie. And I'm Hallie. And we are the hosts of Metaphysical Nomads. Woo! <laughs> Metaphysical Nomads is the podcast where we will introduce you to all kinds of different metaphysical topics. Uh, Hallie and I are most definitely not experts in most no. of these. We encourage you to do some of your own reading and research if you're interested in a topic. And of course, we will always put together resources for you when we come across them. And we'll also update them periodically. So go back and check out past uh, podcasts when you have a chance. So Hallie, what is today's topic? Today we are talking about chakras. We get a lot of questions about chakras because Hallie and I talk about chakras to other people all the time in normal conversations. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I, I kind of expect that people already know about chakras and then it's very shocking when they don't. I'm the same way. And a lot of people don't know about chakras. And so obviously we're here we're to gonna talk about that. Talk and, about it. You know, before we begin, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't discuss kind of the history and the cultural practices of chakras. Um, chakras originated in Southeast Asia as kind of where the original idea for them came. Um, and they are commonly seen in religions such as Hinduism and Buddhism. Um, so I do recommend taking a look into those two religions, specifically if you have any questions or thoughts about chakras. I know in Hinduism, they often um, relate the chakras to yoga positions and combine those two things. Um, but I don't think they do that as much in Buddhism. Uh, there are also several kind of Wiccan and, and more pagan religions that have now also incorporated chakras in them. So they they kind of now they're they're becoming more of a global thing that people talk about and know about. Um, and I personally have found them really helpful not only for just my own meditation and centering and balancing, but also for my own self growth and and healing. Which is all great, but if you don't know what chakra is. You're still not, <laughs> you still have no, you're still sitting there going, okay, what's a chakra? Well, so that. a chakra is believed to be an, an energy wheel within the body. Uh, the word chakra is a Sanskrit term that basically means wheel or it's a spinning wheel. And the, there's discussion right now that people believe that there are seven main chakras in the body. I personally believe that there are more, and I'll get into that later, but there are seven main chakras. And so um, the first one and the seventh one are both, what this, the first one is um, your, your sacral or um, what would you call it? Root chakra. Root chakra. And that would kind of come from your groin area down into the earth. And the seventh is the, um, is the, what do you call it? The head crown chakra? crown chakra. Thank you. And that one goes up into the heavens. So that was that those are more like a column of light grounding you down into the earth and reaching you into the heavens. Whereas the other ones are perpendicular to those mm -hmm. that go out of different places in your body. But let's start with the basics. Bottom line is the chakras are energy in your body because your whole body is energy anyway, but this particular energy flows and spins a certain way. And each is associated not just with an area of the body, but with your health, with emotions. And the goal is to keep these spinning, balanced, and open to the extent possible. So we'll start at the very beginning and start at the bottom. Uh, the bottom, as mom talked about, is your root chakra. Uh, your root chakra goes very, very slowly, and it spins clockwise 
slowly, slowly, slowly down into your to the earth. This chakra grounds you into the earth, into your body, into your life right now. Um, it helps you feel safe. It helps you feel calm. Um, and it is a kind of deep, bright red color. And I actually see mine as a darker earthy red. So I don't know if there's an objective color associated with them. It's red. Or maybe mine, maybe it was red, or maybe mine's just murky. <laughs> you know, maybe you've just, got some work to do exactly. on your first chakra. Maybe yours is clear. But bottom line is it helps envision earth color or light color, red, energy flowing um, into the earth. It is your connection. It is your tribe. It is your safety. Mm -hmm. Um, people who have had, uh, toxic families, uh, did not form attachments when they're young issues with trust very well could have blocked first chakras concerns with that chakra, which could manifest in health issues relating to that particular area of the body mm -hmm. as well. Um, could include, um, you know, sexual issues. It could include, um, um, even thinking maybe even lower back, sacral, lower spine type issues, urinary nerve issues. Tract. Yeah, maybe urinary tract. Things like that can be associated mm -hmm. with the health of that of that chakra. Um, I like, personally, I love the second chakra. We'll talk <laughs> about that briefly. The second chakra. Now, this is the first one that's going to be perpendicular, and it's going to be kind of going through your body, kind of like you've been not stabbed is a bad way to describe it when we're talking about holistic, healthy things, but going through your body like a hole and, you know, perpendicular to, or parallel to the ground, perpendicular to the, to the root chakra, the energy flows in from the back to the front. And again, is spinning in a clockwise direction. And I always get confused, like clockwise from whose perspective, you know, from yours, <laughs> I, I know it's, it's a little confusing. But it's an orange light and it's an orange energy. And Hallie later will walk you through a, a process for clearing these and for viewing these. But, but it is about creativity. Uh, it's about sex, sex and sexual passion. And the creativity, uh, I really like too. If you're really, if you're an artist or want to tap into that part of your brain, it's good to kind of go into that area. It is, um, you know, down in, like for a woman, it would be around your uterus, um, in that area between the belly button and obviously the root chakra. Again, orange energy. If you want to wake up, wake, awaken sexual passions, good thing to tap into as well. And, um, but again, if you've had, if you have issues in that area, if you have issues, uh, with your sexual organs, if you have issues, you know, with your ovaries, if you have, uh, digestive issues in that area, you might have some second chakra issues, some creativity blocks and want to do some energy work around that particular chakra. The next chakra is your third chakra. It's in your solar plexus. Your solar plexus um, it is essentially your belly button uh, to like your, you know, lower, lower rib, rib, rib cage. cage yeah. yeah. And that, that general area, this one is a, is yellow in color. Um, and this has to do with your personal identity, with who you are as an individual. Um, it's the same as the second chakra where it's going to come clockwise in through your back all the way out through your front. Um, and it spins at each as you go up each chakra, each chakra should spin faster. So this is going to be fit, spinning slightly faster than the second chakra. 
Uh, and it has to do with your identity, as I said, and also your personal strength and power from your own individual and individuality. And some, by the way, of the chakras can be very, very small if they're blocked, like little teeny tiny circles. And some can be really, really big if they're if they're open and and but they can also get out of balance. Ideally, you're trying to get them all to be flowing together and, and clearly and all about the same size, you know, unless you're trying to bring in, you know, certain information and you need them to be large. You want them all spinning in the correct direction. Um, you know, but again, if you're having blockage in your third, you may have some issues with stomach problems, digestive issues, ulcers, uh, middle back issues, middle back issues. Um, you know, depending on whether you have trouble receiving and whether you're, you know, or acknowledging your identity or putting it out in the world. So you will see some of that in the health perspective. Well, yeah. We can talk about and, and then there's the heart chakra. It's the fourth chakra. And the heart color is green, green, right? Green. And it, again, flowing energy from the back to the front. And, um, you know, you obviously want to have an open heart, which is good. And uh, it is the same concept. You want it to be balanced. But it's about receiving love, giving love, empathy. Um, if you're having um, physical issues around your heart, around your lungs, ability to breathe, these are all things that could could suggest that there might be an energetic uh, block in the heart chakra. So doing mm -hmm. some work around that can maybe help relieve pain. Now, obviously, we're not suggesting that if you're having physical issues, you don't see a doctor or holistic practitioner. Yeah, please, please see yes, a doctor. We're, if, you're we're, having, if you're having serious problems, please go see a doctor. Exactly. Because if you haven't figured it out yet, we are not experts in any of this, mind you. We are just seekers and having fun with all of these various topics. But I will tell you, always worth trying if you're having issues physically to go get some energy work. And we did the podcast mm -hmm. on energy work and, and Reiki and some of that healing, and we have found it to be very effective. So it's always worth a try. Um, the next chakra is your fifth chakra. It is your throat chakra. This is dealing with your truth and dealing with you speaking your personal truth. Um, it is a kind of indigo. Blue. 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 Is blue. blue in Isn't indigo blue. more violet? I don't know. It's Whatever. in the it's rainbow. Blue. It's, it's blue. Whatever the blue color is in the rainbow, it's blue. Um, again, goes back to front. Uh, if you are having any sort of uh, coughing is a big throat chakra issue. If you've ever had strep throat, that would have been a throat chakra. Um, any sort of stress on your vocal cords or, or speaking, um, you know, these are all very throat chakra yeah, but problems. people who get laryngitis, people for who get example, laryngitis. what are you not saying? What are you not able to say? What are you not able to tell people? So it's good to do a little bit of reflection when you're having any type of throat issues. Like I had my tonsils out when I was little. Like, I don't know what that means, but I had obviously had some throat <laughs> issues and some communication issues and speaking well, my truth issues. When I get into some meditations and stuff you can do with your chakras, I'm going to talk about my personal experience with chakras that were blocked or chakras that had issues and what clearing okay. them meant for me well, and how they helped. Well, that'll be exciting. And yeah, just stay I've tuned. done a lot of chakra work. Yes. Okay. So then there is the the sixth chakra, which is the third eye. So kind of just right above your, you know, in between your eyes, right above the bridge of your nose. Um, that is really where your intuition, your psychic sense, um, a lot of things we talk about in the metaphysical world, how you even would sense the status of your chakras 
for example, could come from that. And again, energy would be flowing from the back of the head, going out the out of the front eye, the, the third eye area. And um, that also, that would be your, I guess, your indigo if you're doing the... Mm-hmm. the I thought that was violet. Colors. Purple. Indigo it's is purple. different from violet. Well, what colors? Clearly, indigo? we do not know the colors of the rainbow, <laughs> but I feel like there's an indigo. Regardless, that's the color. All right, we are... It's purple. It's purple. It's purple. We are not doing a podcast on rainbows because we're not good at that. <laughs> okay, but any event, you can research this again. But uh, it comes in, and um, if you're having blockage there, I used to have really bad migraines, and I think a lot of that was the back of the throat, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of blocking my my neck, my jaw area, a lot of that, but also the back of my head with the migraine. And that was, you know, either not accepting my intuition, not being open to my intuition, cutting it off, resisting. A lot of um, physical issues are about resisting uh, information that may be coming in or obviously not letting your light shine. So that is the sixth. And Hallie, you want to walk us through the seventh, the crown? The final chakra is your crown chakra. This is the fastest chakra. It comes in from the universe down into your body and should be going through all the way down all of your chakras and connecting down to your first chakra. And it is white light and it is incredibly fast. It's zooming on down into you. It is your connections to the heavens, to the universe. It's giving you, you know, all the information, it's connection to your higher self, your guides, everything we've kind of talked about a little bit in earlier podcasts, you get a lot of your information and stuff from that connection to the universe. Your first grounds you to the earth, your seventh grounds you to the universe, connects you to the universe. Yeah. And that one is, again, you want to have that one open and clear so that you can get information from your higher self, from the universe, from God, whatever your view from nature, whatever it is out there that you feel like you want to, to take in and, and get that energy. So I think that's really good. Now, one of the things that I'm going to throw out before Hallie uh, talks to us about how to recognize whether they're blocked or you know, not or how to clear them is, you know, we haven't, we're going to be doing a podcast on um, pendulum, pendulums and other divination tools. But one of the interesting thing is when we talked about these things going clockwise, or even if they're counterclockwise, they, they may be out of balance. If you have experience with the pendulum, a really fun trick is to take the pendulum and put it over each of your chakras, lie down like on a bed, for example, and you can have somebody do it for you or you can do it for yourself and just watch what watches what happens. But if you know how to use a pendulum, it will uh, go the direction and the size of the chakra that is spinning um, in you. I mean, it's interesting. It'll it'll pick it up. It'll be very, very small, might go clockwise, might go counterclockwise. It might get really, really big. And you can see kind of when you're in balance and when you're not. And in, and it does work. I've had, you know, if you can know, if you know how to use a pendulum, definitely works. But it's fascinating to just look and check in on your chakras every so often and be like, oh, wow, that's really small or that's going backwards. And then you can do what Hallie is now going to recommend through the process to identify what's going on, maybe help clear them, get intuition around the chakra so that you can help clear them. So Hallie, by all means, since you're our chakra guru, Tell us what you do and, you know, how, what they might do, our listeners might do in order to, to 
see what their chakras are up to. So I, I'm going to let you know before I get into this, and I, I do want to get into this, but I just want to tell you how this has affected me personally in my life. Um, I first kind of learned, I mean, I got a little bit of introduction from this from my mom, but um, I, I later got introduction from this from uh, someone who was my, my therapist and also a little bit of a spiritual teacher for me. Um, and she, at a, at a very low point in my life, introduced me to chakras and to meditating um, and brought me, it, it was able to really instantly provide me with some relief. And, you know, there was still lots of stuff to work on. I'm not saying that chakras fixed all my problems, um, but in moments where I, uh, there were times I would get very, very scared. Um, and in, in those moments when I was so scared and I couldn't really do anything, I could connect into my first chakra and I would start to feel better. And I, you know, I could stay in my first chakra for like five, 10 minutes and I would feel safer and calmer and I could come back out into the world and be like, okay, I'm not, I'm not as scared. I can keep going. Um, and so it, it is for me, the chakras are very, very powerful tools of healing and of growing. And I highly recommend you know, just looking and tuning into yours and learning more about them. Um, but if you wanted to do that, here's how you do it. Uh, the first thing is that you have what is called the vertical tube um, that circles your entire body. Uh, it has a kind of a tube that goes down to the center from your seventh chakra all the way down to your first. And then it circles all the way down to the end of your body and circles all the way up in this sapphire blue tube that is, it's essentially, you know, when people refer to your bubble, they're kind of referring to your vertical tube. It is your personal space where it's just your energy, a safe place for your energy, creating your own world. So when you start to look in your chakras, the very first thing you do is just get into that vertical tube, tune into your own energy. My vertical tube, it matches my breath. So I look at my my breath. And as I breathe in, you know, it comes up around me as I breathe out, it goes down through me, you know, and it's very connected to those big, long, deep breaths. I will say though, don't get too caught up as to how you envision your vertical tube, because I've always envisioned mine a little bit different, almost like a column going through my body yeah. that isn't even outside of my body necessarily, but don't get caught up in that. Bottom line is you're, you're grounding yourself in a light that stretches from the heavens down into the earth and it's there. And, and it's, it's pumping and your energy. It's, it's your energy mm -hmm. only and know that it is there for your protection. Yep. And your safety. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I go through the chakras in order. I start with my first chakra. It's always a good idea to start with your first chakra, really ground you into the earth. I go into that chakra and I just envision in my head what it looks like. And you don't, I don't want you to try too hard on any of these envisionings. I know we've given you colors and directions that they should be going, but when you first tune into your chakra, uh, any of your chakras, just see what comes up in the image for you. Are you seeing that it's perhaps orange instead of red? Are you seeing that there it's going too fast or it's not really moving at all? Is there something blocking it anywhere? And that's when you're going to go in and go, oh, okay. So if this is not moving, if this is going too fast, which is a common problem I have, and usually when your chakra, first chakra is not mo is moving too fast, that's what allows you to kind of get more afraid, slow it down. I'm going to slow down that chakra, make sure it's nice and slow and deep into the earth, you know, settle myself more. 
Uh, if it's a different color, what color is it? Uh, if it's a color that maybe another chakra is, then maybe you need to go and see why those are, why look into yourself and meditate on why those are connected. Uh, a problem that I had is that my throat chakra and my uh, third chakra, my solar plexus chakra, sent, tended to often switch colors or be the same color because I wasn't accurately um, putting my, speaking my truth about who I was as a person, my identity. So I wasn't speaking my, my truth about my, my personal beliefs as me as an, as an identity, and that would be causing me either stomach pain or throat problems. I got strep throat a lot as a kid. I think I got it like three times. Um, That's not a lot. A lot of people have it more. But one thing I do <laughs> want to say is um, well, a lot of people are like, well, how do you know what your chakra color is? How do you know if it's spinning? How do you know? Use your imagination. Mm -hmm. Really, this is not like, oh, I need to be psychic to see colors and see things. Some people may, but just just imagine like what's the first thing, thing that, that comes, pops into your head first thing that pops into your head when you think okay i would like to tune into my first chakra or my second chakra or my third chakra what color do you see just envision just imagination don't worry about doing it right or doing it wrong because you're getting information mm -hmm. whether you're you view yourself as psychic intuitive can see not see feel not feel but just get the sensations because really anybody can do this yeah if when you i just first give started your, doing yeah. chakra work i was in no way psychic or, or i didn't i i didn't have access to a lot of that i was still pretty young i we hadn't gone through this whole process we we you know my mom had learned a lot but i i still wasn't really in it and i was able to look at the chakras it's really just it's what's your first image that comes into your head and then from there you can adjust the image and it's about setting those intentions adjusting the image so okay i my first image that popped in my head my chakra was moving counterclockwise i'm going to consciously adjust that so that i change that image in my head so that it's moving clockwise and that's kind of how you clear your chakras is just consciously making those those changes and then also looking in and meditating. If you go into one of your chakras um, and you find that there's like a big black spot in your chakra, well, what's the black spot about? And then you just kind of sit and meditate and look within yourself and go, oh, hey, maybe this was um, a pain that I had, a, a love connection. If it's in my fourth chakra, you know, it was a love connection that I never really healed. So let me, maybe I should work on healing that, you know? And that's how you can use it as a tool of personal growth and getting to your highest self. Um, like I said, I always start with the first chakra. Once you have the first chakra set, you don't necessarily need to go up by the chakras. Um, I sometimes just do, but if you go, oh, I'm having heart pain, then you set your first chakra and then you can go up to your fourth chakra and be like, okay, what's happening there? Um, after your first chakra, the order is not as important. Um, but once you've gone through your chakras, or if you just wanted to look at a specific chakra, your one, two chakras, uh, the very last thing that you do is get back into that vertical tube however you imagine it to be, and close yourself back up with all that healing. Um, and this is important. You start with your vertical tube as a, I am, you know, creating this sacred space for me and my energy, and you close it off, or I am sealing off these changes that I've made, you know, making sure that my energy and all these, these meditations and, and things that I have done have fixed my chakras and, and hold them and go back into that vertical tube. 
And that's a, you know, that can be like a more of a meditative process. But I think one of the things that Hallie mentioned that I think is good to think about is, I mean, you're, the, regardless of whether you believe these chakras physically exist or not, or whether it's in your head and you're using your imagination, the bottom line is you're trying to get to know you better. Mm-hmm. And wh- where are your blockages and where can you grow? Where do you have unhealed hurts? Um, where have you not speaking your truth? So sometimes it's great to even just do a meditation and focus on a specific chakra, whatever you want to work on. I'm going to do heart today. I'm going to do my creativity today. And my second, I'm going to do my grounding, my tribe. And while you're doing these meditations, you think about, you know, what, what do I most need to know? What, what is my body trying to tell me? What is my energy? And you don't even have to think, let's do it clockwise and let's do it balanced. Just set the intention that I'd like this to be spinning and at, at the at the level and the rate and the clarity that I need right now and to, to clear it out as much as I can and to, to in the most healthy position that it could be right now. So there's there's just, you don't have to get into the details, but listen to what your body and your higher self have to say as you're doing chakra work. And listen to our podcast on energy healing and Reiki because a lot of the energy healing is actually working with these chakras. And if you do yoga or um, some of those types of other practices, they talk about chakras all the time and balancing chakras and poses can help chakras. (laughs) And if you want to ground yourself, for example, in your first chakra, they say, you know, stamp your feet on the ground or lay down on the ground and feel the earth. And that can help with the, with the first chakra. Um, so there's other, you know, there's a lot of different ways, um, to approach them, but I think what's important is that you guys, you guys know that there's, there's people who believe these exist. I believe they exist. I believe they exist. And, and one of the things is I don't even think there's seven anymore. I think as we, as humans are evolving and becoming more light beings, as our frequency goes faster and faster, I believe that there are now more than seven chakras. I believe that there are chakras coming out of the palms of your hands, chakras coming out of the the soles of your feet. There's a chakra that I feel like is an existence between the fourth and the fifth, between the heart and between the the throat. I feel like there are more. I have done some reading on this and there are people who I personally have been able to count, I think, 11. There are people who say that there's 13. There's others who say there's actually 23 but that they won't, they won't be apparent to us until we get to um, higher levels and are able to actually see these either in our mind's eye or people who can actually see energy can actually look at them. And that's actually what's fascinating. Like the, 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 you know, your spiritual mentor, Hallie, uh, was very much able to see physically, like not just see in her mind's eye, but see the color. And some people can do this. It's not a skill set I have by any means. Mine's much more in my mind's eye of envisioning. But for people who can do that, if you're somebody who doesn't know about chakras, but you see color around people, you may have that ability. (laughs) So it'd be good to, to get to know this kind of thing. So, um, but anyway, I do think there's actually more, and we're going to be learning a lot more about chakras, you know, as we evolve as humans or as people or science even Mm -hmm. discovers some of these things. But, um, but that's kind of chakras in a nutshell. Yeah. I, again, I, I highly, highly recommend chakras. I think they've been a massive help in, um, 
highly recommend chakras or chakras learning about chakras (laughs) good because i think they have them regardless (laughs) okay i highly recommend learning about chakras they've been a huge huge help in my own personal life in my own personal growth i can credit you know a lot of where i am now just from doing these longer meditations about with my chakras and, and clearing my chakras um and they, they really, really helped me grow and evolve into a kinder, a better, and a more, you know, a lighter person in my, in, in my personal in my opinion. Personal opinion. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I really recommend learning more I about agree. them. Uh, if you're interested in the more historical or religious side, there are, there are very interesting practices in both Hinduism and Buddhism that deal with chakras um, that are fascinating and I think wonderful, wonderful methods of learning and meditating and growing. And if you have little kids, I highly recommend that you kind of teach them a little bit about these or, or the chakras or about um, about seeing them and helping to balance them because kids love color yeah. and kids have a great imagination. And if you can start habits early of them at least believing that they are healing themselves or, you know, it makes them feel better if they're grounded or using some of these techniques. I think kids are really responsive to that whole concept and it can almost turn into a game for them and turn a temper tantrum into, you know, a healing session, honestly. So where are you, what chakra are you feeling? Yeah. Where do you feel hurt? Let's work on that. Kind of like I used to do with you with Reiki. Doesn't everybody do Reiki? (laughs) All right, folks, we appreciate uh, your support. We appreciate you listening today. I hope you learned a little something about chakras, and we will certainly include some um, resources for you on the description page. And um, until next time. Until next time. Bye, everyone. Have a good rest of your day.